Superman. Captain Marvel. Batman. It is 1985. Robin of Earth 2. Sergeant Rock. The Legion of Superheroes. This is the most eagerly awaited comic book event in 50 years. Tommy Tomorrow. Jonah Hex. Commandy. It will one day be called the greatest comic book event of all time. Swamp Thing. Wonder Woman. The New Teen Titans. The Haunted Tank. Infinity Incorporated. Worlds will live. Green Arrow. Worlds will die. Supergirl. The Flash. And that is only the beginning. The Justice League of America. The All-Star Squadron. The Huntress. Arian. The Metal Man. Firestorm. The Nuclear Man. The Outsiders. Green Lantern. The Blue Beetle. The Crime Syndicate. Warlord. The Guardians of the Universe. Tales of the Justice Society of America proudly presents... And many, many more. Crisis on Infinite Earths. The DC Universe will never be the same. Only at twotruefreaks.com. We all remember seeing years ago those futuristic drawings saying what the future is going to be. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. Gleaming buildings, fast monorails. This is the future. That was all started by a monster. Twice the size of Manhattan. We want you to share with us our latest and greatest dream. Walt Disney World. Better than any other urban environment in America. Two True Freaks proudly presents... We hope that it will be unlike anything else on this earth. Golf courses, campgrounds, stores, hotels... Earning My Ears. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for everyone who participates. We're ready to go right now. Earning My Ears, a Walt Disney World-centric podcast, is available monthly at twotruefreaks.com. And now... It's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, a great adventure took place. Oh no! What will we do now? Are you to find a cigarette? Well, I don't think smoking is grown up at all. Oh, don't be so ridiculous, R2. Underoos are for earthlings. <laughs> all you need is a little rewiring, but children need to be fully immunized. I'm Jawa. Want to buy a droid? Show me what you got. Wampa, wampa, wampa! We picked up something. It's the Millennium Falcon. I am Boba Fett. The ship you seek is nearby. Growing up Star Wars. Yay! Action figures each sold separately from Kenner. Hello and welcome back to Growing Up Star Wars. This is episode number six and I am Scott Gardner. I am joined as always by my very good friends Chris Honeywell. Hello. <laughs> and Scott Rifen. Hello. How's it going, fellas? Marvelous. I was I was letting Chris answer, and he, he, we waited. <laughs> Just left you hanging. Marvelous. Yeah. He does that sometimes. <laughs> I feel like Putty giving a high five now. <laughs> <laughs> so what's new for you guys in the world of Star Wars? Oh, jeez, man. I've got a bunch of new comics. Mm-hmm. Are you going to get them or something? You just disappeared. <laughs> <Well>, Good night, <laughs> folks. I'm trying to think if I've... As a matter of fact, I'm going to go read them right now. <laughs> I was trying to think because I've actually been putting away a lot of my Star Wars toys and stuff to make way for them. Well, I'm put, it's only up. temporary because I'm going to find a way to display them. Not randomly, just sort of strewn around, but oh, in the okay. well, I certainly knew it wasn't because you had finally grown up or anything. So. <laughs> right. Um, 
So I've been looking at a lot of Star Wars stuff, but I really haven't gotten anything new except for, uh, you know, last time I went to the comic store, I got like, what was it? I got um, the first two Princess Leias, Star Wars number three. I was going for um, Darth Vader number three, but it was not there. It was sold out. And I and and I think I got two Star Trek. Com- I came out of the store with like eight comics in my hand. I was very happy. Wow. I got that the two two more. I'm up to. I got the first four issues of the Star Trek Planet of the Apes now, and uh, I got the new John Byrne photo. I think I got Howard the the new Howard the Duck number one. So uh, it was a very uh, expensive <laughs> trip to the comic shop. Although I found out I got a discount for paying cash, which was really cool. That's what? Cool. What is it? The doctor's office all of a sudden? It, yeah, I know. It was it was amazing. Plus, I get a special secret discount for just being me. So <laughs> it was great. So it, it took a little bit of the the pain out of out of my purchase. But uh, yeah, uh, three more. I went and bought three Marvel Star Wars comics. Well, now we you know we I don't know if you were aware of this or not, but last episode we spent a lot of time discussing the Marvel Star Wars series. <laughs> the number one. Uh, what are your what are your thoughts so far? We're a couple of months now down the road. With, with the main Star Wars, with me, it's about the same where we were with number one. It's acceptable. Um, the art is alternately good to really wonky. Yeah. In in a lot of ways, I don't think it's you know quality and wonkiness and strangeness wise. It's not that different from the original Marvel Star Wars run. You know, it's got a lot of like, ah, what's up with Darth Vader in this frame? What? You know, so mm-hmm. it's sort. But the thing that doesn't it doesn't endear me as much as that stuff because of the lack of nostalgia value. Plus, it's in that modern five minute read comic form. Yes. So you know, it, you don't get as much story either. So, it, I I almost feel the same about these as I felt about the Dark Horse comics. It's like quality. But so far, nothing's really jumped out and gotten me really excited. The first two Darth Vaders, I really liked. I haven't read number three. And I definitely think it's the superior of the three comics that are coming out right now. But then again, I haven't read three. I thought Princess Leia was pretty good. I probably won't stick with it very long. But um, for what it is, it's it's not written for me. But it's like (laughs) it's like written enough to include me. But it's not for me. But. It's it's an interesting story, and I think it's a good story for for girls, like little girls. Like it's not like girlified, but it's you know it's it's two two lead female characters, and like I like the idea that although I think it's a little ridiculous, and I don't think it would have happened that Princess Leia is like I got to go get the rest of you know the survivors of Alderaan. You know, uh, I I think that's a good way to motivate the story. I just Mm. don't the whole thing where they're like, oh, the Empire is going after all the survivors of Alderaan because they're pissed off about the Death Star being blown up. That doesn't make any sense at all. It just is like so now that that's just to put the Empire into it, you know. So so I thought that was kind of ridiculous. But but it's canon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been keeping up with all of them, and I, and I'll uh, Star Wars number one. I gave a, a good review, but I you know I had some qualms about it, and some of it was I you know Scott and I shared a lot of the same qualms. I just didn't I didn't discount it. I think as hard as he did for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is those qualms were kind of what they decided. Well, this is what we'll do more of right. in issues two right, and three. Right, right, and so. <laughs> Uh, to me, issues two and three of the Star Wars have gone a little down, and as you say, the art is incredibly inconsistent. Well, uh, I heard that what's his name's off the book already. Yeah, which you know. Well, uh, Scott, my friend just sort of called that. I think. Yeah, you're, you're pretty much like, yeah, they're probably gonna do it. You know, p- bring in a new one for each trade cycle. Well, I it. just, I knew, I knew he, he's not a guy who can keep a schedule. He's just not. If they're going to do it every single month, and they've got to do it every single month because it's Star Wars, there's too much other stuff, you know, riding on it. They can't it seems have when, those cutesy delays. It seems when they do that with a, somebody in the series, they like to lead with those guys. So maybe they could have them, you know, get a Give few issues in the start. hopper before they start. Yeah, and, and then I, they, if they're going to change every six issues, 
please, please, Star Wars, Marvel people, I know you're listening. You're listening to us with bated <laughs> breath. Why not give a Walt Simonson a call? Oh, please. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah. Do you, can you please. imagine what, how, how awesome that would be to see a nice new Walt Simonson Star Wars comic? On yes. Star Wars and comic? rediscover Tom Palmer's number while you're at it. Mm-hmm. Why the... Uh, yeah. Just, you know... Um, and, and not? you know, I, I recently had a phone con- Well, recently, a few months ago, had a phone conversation with a certain individual who says he's got plenty more Star Wars stories to tell. I'm not going to name any names, but it's, it starts. His last name starts with a Michelini. Oh, right. And so, yeah, he said that was I, a great episode, by the way. But that part of it just broke my heart. Generation Star Wars is speaking up and sharing its story. I'm Andrew Leyland. I'm David Michelini. I'm Tom Panneries. I'm Steve Glosson. I'm Matt Hunsworth. I'm Scott Gardner. I'm Ryan Shaw. I'm Paul Herman. I'm Jimmy Mack. I'm Ryder Waldron. I'm Justin Bulger. I'm Joseph Tavano. I'm John Jackson Miller. I'm Concetta Parker. I'm Steve Sansweet. And this. And this. And this. Is my Star Wars story. Is my Star Wars story. My Star Wars story. My Star Wars story. My Star Wars story. My Star Star Wars story. My Star Wars story. My Star Wars story. My Star Wars story monthly at mystarwarsstory.com and available in the iTunes store. Please let somebody let this guy write some more Star well, Wars already. Well, Scott and I talked yeah. to Michelini also, and one thing we noted yeah. is he's not a guy who seems short of ideas no. or um. No. We, we we did not have to prod any kind of answers out of that out of that guy. He was great. No, no, he, and he's got that, and he's still got it. Yeah, and it's a shame that you know because he's a guy in his sixties, Marvel won't go after him. He's one mm-hmm. of those guys. Also, you know, okay, you know, they could if the, people could say that we're looking at it through the lens of uh, nostalgia or something, but Michelini just had that talent for when he worked with franchises of really distilling the feel of it you know mm-hmm. finding out what the feel of the movies were and getting the comic well, to sort of mirror that he did that really well with indiana to, jones too when yeah. it comes to star wars who's not looking at it through some sort of nostalgic well that's lens, true too. you know that's marketing push right now right oh, only little so. kids i guess aren't <laughs> really <laughs> Well, I hate to admit it, but I, I've really, I think I've come around much more to Scott Rifen's way of thinking of, about the, you know, that, that one cover to uh, Marvel Star Wars number one with the, with the <laughs> Jackson, because the, the more time goes by and, and I see what they're doing and the announcements that are coming down the pike and everything, the more I think it really was a statement of, no, nope, we ain't doing this again. Yeah, that's why I Which think is we need not to make our own Jackson to... comic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I, you know, I don't know so much about that as uh, uh, somebody, and I think it was you, Chris, but somebody had the idea of, uh, of trying to start up some sort of a, of a petition. No, oh, no, Chris wants to do a Jackson comic. Yeah, I know that. Well, no, no, Chris I mean, that's do... fine, but I, I like the petition idea. You know, start up a petition to I try to get both. them... Yeah, why not? Why my, couldn't? My I? understanding, and I'm talking about Chris third person, like he's not here. My understanding was Chris wanted to deliver a Jackson comic to Marvel's doorstep and say, "This is what you need to be doing." Yeah, here, just put this <laughs> up as a as a digital only download and see how how well it does. That's yeah. all I'd be asking. It would cost him so little to 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 do it. You know, we'll get de- we'll 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 make a deal with the artist where we're just like, oh yeah, sure, sell it for pe- you know pennies, whatever, and. uh I'll bet you it would go like hotcakes. I don't yeah, know how well hotcakes just... are going these days, but <laughs> 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 I personally haven't bu- ever bought a hotcake in in my life no. before. So well, it's Marvel, so it'd have to be wheat cakes. But yeah, <laughs> fuck wheat patties. Um, it, it, the Princess Leia book is not moving me at all. I'll be honest with you, and it got off to the wrong foot with me right at the beginning when. It starts off at the, the medal ceremony, and they're in the middle of the medal ceremony, and then all of a sudden, General Dodonna steps up and goes, "All right, guys, that's it. Let's go. Let's go do rebel stuff." <laughs> and, I, and you know, a part of the problem with this whole redoing the canon is that we've had all these years to fill in the gaps between these movies, 
in our minds. And I don't see in my mind them, everybody's gathered, everybody's celebrating. I don't see them just breaking it up right in the middle of it and going, all right, let's go do something else. Back to work. So, so yeah, Dodonna's that prick at work that, you know, when everybody brings in, you know, potluck or whatever, he's that one manager that walks in. It's like, all right, come on now. Got to get back got, get back to work now. Where everybody's on the, wrap it up. Everybody's on the clock. Yeah, yeah, then he eats all the leftovers. Are you on your break? Are you on your break time right now? Because, you know, if you're on your break time, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I I didn't like that, and I think it's a little too girl powery. I think they just go a little far out of their way to to establish Leia as a badass at every opportunity well, they get. I got to tell you what's what's. That's I'm why it's really not written excited. for us. It's written for like no, eight right. to twelve year old girls. And I, yeah, you're right. But I'll tell you, I'm really excited about Star Wars and everything that's happening with it right now. But I'll tell you what is absolutely killing it, and I and we probably shouldn't go down this road, but I'm going to anyway. Is the diversity issue is killing it. Oh, yeah, because well, I mean that's everywhere. That's not just Star Wars. I know, but just the it's the harping, Marvel, it's harping. DC, it's it's everywhere. Well, it, it, it's yeah. It, the I harp, have a, my theory. Uh, I, I I think in at the past they used to force it, and now it's come to a point where it's become a selling. No, they're point. definitely forcing it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, to me, it's definitely being forced right. Well, now. like when I read this comic, I was sort of expecting it to be i don't i don't know how to describe it maybe more on the archie side of girl where the girl powerness of it would be really like almost exaggerated mm. and and so i was so it seems a little un, it's what the the things that went over the top for me were just like the kind of wild takes of princess leia making little cutesy cutesy sort of hmm faces and and stuff like that mm. but um you know, I noticed they they made an opportunity. You know, they they um, they took an opportunity to sort of show her winning in a, a little standoff against Luke. You know, when they were when they're pulling away from the planet and and Luke and and they come out to to head him off and she's she just sort of you know back back off if I recall and they they take you know. It's like okay, so you know, Leia is, is the protagonist and in control of this comic, and and it's very um, it it's a, a little a little girl. It's good for a little girl because it's not over the top of it, but you know, it's they're they're trying to write it so like adult male geeks will also like it, and they're mm-hmm. just riding the fine <laughs> fine line of just enough to make me read this and go okay, this is. I, I'm interested in the story of of um, of you know what happened to the survivors of Alderaan, and it's neat. She sort of, but yeah. the story elements just don't. You know, it's just like no. When you're Princess Leia, you do not go to Coruscant. You know, yeah. don't go to Coruscant and go wander around and not expect everybody. And she's also portrayed as being very smart, but also incredibly dumb because she's been sort of tracked and bugged and spied on at every point in yeah. the in the comic yeah it it's just, the whole thing just in the overall i'm just sensing this and it's weird to me because all these fanboys i mean the whole marketing approach as we mentioned before it's all been we want star wars like it used to be we want star wars to look like it did and feel like it did well guess what star wars that looked like it did and feel, felt like it did was a bunch of white guys one black guy and a girl now i'm not saying that's the way it should be <laughs> that's the way it should be i'm saying but, it for you <laughs> i'm not saying that's the way it should be but what i'm saying is that I, I I don't I hate the bending over backwards and the twisting and the prodding to make sure everybody's represented. You remember I was talking about this with my wife the other day. You remember when Hook came out? Yeah. The same people who were screaming, "We've got to have you know everybody's got to be a different Crayola color." Uh, the same people who did that were were criticizing and mocking Hook for the Lost Boys being diverse. Right. And so you know they, uh, these guys can't make up their minds, but it just to me it's. It's damaging the product because they're. It seems like they are focusing more on let's put diversity front and center than let's tell good stories and let the rest of it fall where it will. Uh, right. I. You know. It, it, there's such a stew going on of why they. You know. There's. There's a reality of they're like. Well. You know. We wanna. We wanna. Have. You know. A little little Hispanic kid should be able to see somebody that they identify with in in Star Wars or whatever. And then they've got pressure from pressure groups. And then they've got, sometimes it sells better because, 
they do a good but job it on it. Sometimes it sells I, I, better because it causes it a lot of kerfluffle no. before no. it comes out. You know, but either and, way, you know, they're I, they're looking to you know it gets it if it because I'll, I'll tell you one thing if it didn't if they didn't get some kind of bump in sales from it they would quit doing it real quick you know you know you know what gets the best bump in sales though good comic good story, story. Yeah. yeah yeah so stop forcing these damn issues stop shoving this crap down everybody's well, throats this political correct well there's crap there's ways yeah. to is put ruining. all that there's ways to put all that into the story if it's part of the story and you're a good writer and you're not and you're you know sometimes and, you might have a story focused on that like you know the 70s sure. marvel was like there were always like racial issues and stuff and they'd focus there's on a, the story there's a book there's a book that we're going to do on Comics Monthly Monday. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to bump it ahead in the queue, and it might even be the one for this coming month. I'm not sure, but there I was mean, a story that I just discovered that Marvel did just a couple of years ago. It was a five-issue mini called the, the Blue Marvel, and I'm telling you, that's the way you both address this issue, but also that well, you create a stunning new ethnic character because... He's not one of these guys that comes in and you you have to it's borrow like identity something based. from an existing character right. and now change that character from you know just a plain old vanilla white guy that you know hey he could be anybody so let's make him that you know they created a, a very exciting new character, new character. So we'll, that, well that's a lot hard that's that. a lot harder you know well, that yeah, takes I know more work is. and skill and, well, exactly and, 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 they're, and they're lazy about and it and Star Wars as Star Wars is it's a space opera it deals like star trek it has social issues in it but but the social issues in it are on a macro scale they're like they're like gonna, more like know, world war ii or something they're more like the dynamics of dune you know of, of as like, i said before my star wars is ships flying around blowing shit up. right and there's if i want to see social uh, issues that's well, what the, star the, the trek social the social for. issues in star wars are there's the empire who are Nazi-like and evil, and there's the good guys, and that's about as mm -hmm. far and as deep as it goes. Everyone, you know, and and it is a little weird that you have a, a universe of eight million kinds of aliens and white guys, but you know, well, you remember you can, when we you were can at throw, that panel. You can throw other characters in, it's, but it's just like it's just like don't just if you want to really do it fairly, just when you're casting or coming up with it. Cast the best person for the come role. Come up with it, or, yeah. Or come yes. up with the right, right character for the role. And sometimes that character is going to be female. Sometimes that character could, could, sure. you know, in a comic book in Star Wars, it really doesn't matter what color someone is. And ethnicities such as like you, eth eth ethnicities like Italian or Mexican or something don't have any kind of. You you could come up with new ones because there's there's mm -hmm. you got your quadruped humanoids in in different parts of so it's just like all you have to do is make humanoids any different color of the rainbow in star wars and and there you have it there you have all your different races of humanoids and don't even mention it because that's how you do yeah. it in star wars you just have them walking around yeah. and you don't and but it's almost impossible nowadays if you do have a character that's like like that for all the people who want to get traffic to their website to go like, look, you know, it's mm. about time mm. a female mm. character. Or, oh, my God, a female okay. character. What the hell? So it's like well, you almost can't avoid the people focusing but, but, on it for their for the attention of their cause. But I also think that 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 whole you've got to have somebody on screen that looks like you argument is the shallowest of arguments. We've actually had that going on in our community where there have been some activists complaining about the teachers in our schools that there aren't enough of this color and that color uh, to teach and that students can't learn unless they have somebody who looks like them. And let me tell you something. I went through school and almost every single one of my teachers, none of them looked like me because they were almost all women. Oh, I was just going to say, but thank yeah. God none of my teachers look like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All look like women and all of ours are about 112. So, yeah. yeah. And, and so, but yet I still did well. Our, my alma mater, I'm very proud to say Brunswick High School uh, just won the state basketball championship there it was nothing but a, and it's the first time in history the schools ever won the state basketball championship every kid on that team was black guess what 
the coach for the first time in school history was a white guy. They did not have to have a coach that looked like them in order to respect him and learn from him and perform for him. Well, they'd all seen the white shadow, man. That was a great show. <laughs> they did not. They, I, <laughs> none of those kids know what the white shadow is. <laughs> White Shadow had been off for over a decade. The White, the white Shadow fired. would be the Caucasian Shadow today if it was on TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Eurasian Shadow. The, somebody's yeah. probably working on the reboot right now. But, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, let J.J. Abrams go work on that and leave my yeah. stuff alone. But, yeah. but <laughs> speaking of all this stuff, we haven't brought it up yet, but I, cause I, and I haven't read it yet because I can't buy it because it wasn't in the comic shop, was Darth Vader number three where... All right. At first, I Let's thought it was a big it. deal because they introduced a new character, but then I come to find out it was a shipping thing where they only shipped seventy percent of it the first time. Whoops! And so there, so it sold out, and now the 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 rest of the run is coming out tomorrow, I guess, on the first. I bought it. I, I bought everything digitally because I don't have a store anymore. Um, so I've everything I have not, I don't have a single physical copy of any of the new Marvel stuff. If it sells out, I'll buy the second printing. I don't care. You know, I mean, yeah, I I plan to correct that, but I'll just tell you this, my take on the Darth Vader. First off, Darth Vader to me is head and shoulders above Mm. either of the other two series. Well, the bad guy's always more interesting. And plus they've got the prequel backstory of Anakin to play yeah. into his psyche and they're doing and they're, it, really they're doing a good job of that. it by not at least in the first two issues and i love that they're playing you know the power they're focusing on the power play of the emperor just keeping him under his heel i think it's fantastic it's very nicely done i will say number three to me is a step backwards because again i think it is the diversity for the sake of diversity issue they introduced the new female character and she is plainly portrayed as a female Indiana Jones. I mean, there are lines that specifically that are ripped straight from Indiana Jones films. And then later they make it a point to expressly, again, using Indiana Jones line, to expressly state that this is not Indiana Jones. But the only proof you have that it's not Indiana Jones is a line in there that basically says she's not Indiana Jones. Weird. Um, I, yeah, from what I read about what I it, read it. What's that, what turned me off to it? is it sounds like one of those attempts to put somebody sort of modern character in, in you know, a modern Earth-like character. She sounded almost like a, a cyberpunk, you know. No, she, no, she's Indiana Jones. She's flat-out Indiana Jones. And and I don't like the idea of they're like, we're going to make an evil R2-D2 and C-3PO. That's mm-hmm. too easy, the, you know. And then the line that they... they the blatantly to me is them trying to say, no, she's not really Indiana Jones. As she says, small minds who just want to hide beautiful things or in storage or a museum, it should be in an armory. You get it? Um, (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, you can check it's to me. It's a small step backwards. It's still a good issue. I just, Uh, it is still the best of the bunch, but it's just, you know, enough. I like, I, when it all comes down to it, I like my Star Wars self-contained. I don't, re- you know, I don't really care what, it, you know, but I like it to be contained. Something, if you see it and it relates to our universe, it's going to because that's how when they filmed the movie, they had to use humans to film it. Yeah. Um, you know, but even and, and so, this- I want it. I don't want anything to feel. I I don't like references to modern day reality. It, even though people might be like, "Oh, that's kind of funny," or what, whatever, it it drives me nuts. It takes me out of it. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, um, at this rate, we're probably just going to have to rename the show "Star Wars Monthly Monday Volume 2. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I have a feeling. I have. I have a feeling that it, what it's going to end up with is every every few months, you and I just do a quick little roundup. Like, how's it going now? Eh, it's gotten a little better, but yeah, you know, I mean, I think we should keep our toes in it in case you get something like a you know, all of a sudden there's a six issue run of Walt Simonson or something really good happens, then we can go. We we can go into it on the show. You know, something we get excited about. But I. If it if it's gonna keep going sort of as it is, I'd rather not just keep coming back to like meh to grousing, you know. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> I'd I, rather I I'd, ra- I'd rather well, keep my toes dipped in the water, and if something really good comes along, we can pull out the banners and trumpets and uh, yeah. And have well, some fun. I, I'll never not I'll never not buy Star Wars comics. I'm a completist. I've right. got 
just about everything. And, and so, I mean, I will always have a hand in it. So I, that, I, that's what I've sort of said to myself is like, well, you know, these are wonky in a different way than the old Marvel comics were, you know, and, you know, down the line, I'll have a different, uh, I could have a totally different perspective on them. So we'll see. I'm kind of a little excited about the Kanan comic coming out. I'm, yeah, me that, too. That's me the too. one. That's a, when I saw that was coming out, that was the first one of all of these that I was sort of like, ooh, I'm interested to get the backstory on this character. Mm-hmm. I, I hope they have some. I hope they have something interesting for it. I concur. You guys want to move on to show and tell? Yes, absolutely. It's about time. <laughs> I'm not sure what that meant. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Just full disclosure, I just drank a Kickstart Hydrating Boost drink. Yeah, we could tell. (laughs) Um, On that subject, though, of full disclosure, before we move on, I mean, I'm still intent on keeping up. I'm a little bit behind at the moment just because I have other reading projects going on. But, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed the Darth Vader one and intended – I'm sorry? Darth Vader's good. It's a good series. Yeah, I, I intend to go forward on that one. The The Marvel Star Wars one, the, the Marvel Star Wars proper, has really let me down, but I'm still trying to keep an open mind that maybe it will improve, maybe it will come around. I, I know that they're looking to do some creative uh, uh, change-ups here in the near future, so maybe that, you know, maybe things will get better. Um, the Princess Leia one, I did not check out, and I kind of doubt that I will. Only because I, I really have no interest in that one. It, it kind of, I, I kind of took that one to be girl power, and just by what you're saying about it, it kind of sounds like I'm right. So I'm just, I'm not interested. It's very pretty. It's a pretty comic. Right. It's, like, it's, mm. it's got very, it's like storybook illustrated. Yeah. Um. You know, it's not like I'm not into girl power, but I'm not into girl power. I, I, so. I bought the first <laughs> two issues really basically so I could talk about them on the show, and that, and that I'm just so excited that there's Marvel Star Wars comics that I'm like, I'd like a couple examples of each of these for my collection, you know, and we'll see how it goes. Princess right. Leia ain't going to last much longer. Star Wars, after the first six, we'll see where, where well, we're Leia's headed. a mini anyway, so. I lo- She's what? I, She's a mini anyway. She's a five-issue mini. Oh, okay. I looked at the... um. I looked at some of the art of the artist who I can't remember his name was coming in on Star Wars next and Stuart Immerman. It looks pretty. He, mm-hmm. he, it looks like he's a pretty good artist. We'll see how he does with Star now, Wars. Are you but talking he, on Marvel Star Wars? Marvel yeah. Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, and uh, now he's done some Ultimate stuff, hasn't he? Um, I want to say yes, but I'm not a hundred percent. I want to say he took over Ultimate Spider-Man after uh, Bagley left, but I could be wrong. But I know him from. His runs on Superman, and I want to say that he worked on Avengers after after Perez left. I think, but I could be wrong. But I mean, I'm I'm familiar with his stuff, and he's I mean, he's a hell of a good artist. I he's good. I'm he's very not curious a, to see what his Star Wars stuff is going to look like because you know I I uh, think it's going to be uh, like Dark Horse. It's going to have that modern style. Yeah. Ever I I I just hope sometimes like. Like they used to, they every once in a while you end up with somebody who's got like a style. Not that these guys don't right. have their own style, but it's kind of the generic modern style. It's good. Yeah, he's not generic though. I mean, a- unless he's changed his style. I mean, he's got a very, I would call it a bridge style, meaning a, a kind of a bridge between, uh, you know, the the classic art style right. and and the newer art style. Okay. So he's he's like right in the middle. So, so, so I'm interested. I'm, I'm curious to check it out because I, I always did really like his stuff quite a bit. He reminds me a lot of uh, of Adam Hughes, mm. just not quite as um, detailed. You know, I don't know what the word would be. I want to use not as uh, stylistic. I get because Adam Hughes, for all is you know as as awesome as I think his art is, is very stylistic. I mean, yeah. The minute you see something from Adam Hughes, you're like, hey, that's there Adam Hughes. And, yeah. and Stuart Immerman's yeah. not quite that stylistic. So sometimes you have to look at his stuff and figure out who drew it, you know, which is not a bad thing. I, I kind of, I, you know, I like that with, with certain artists. So that style might really fit Star Wars because I don't want somebody to overpower Star Wars with their style. You know what no. I mean? Other than somebody like, say, Walt Simonson. It depends on who I'm it is. Perfectly yeah. All right. yeah, it, uh, it does. It <laughs> really there, does. There might be a new Walt, si- you know, we might get a new Walt Simonson out there who comes in and does something really interesting with it for a little while. That would be really cool. 
Well, you know, I'm perfectly content if they would just get some of these classic guys to just come in and do some covers, even if it was alternate covers. Bill you know, an alternate Walt, Yeah, an ultimate uh, Sinkevic or an alternate uh, Simonson cover. Hell, Byrne. I'd love to see Byrne. I mean, he yes. only ever did one. I would love to see Byrne come back in and do yep. uh, uh, another Star Wars cover. Or just just get grab an old guy for an annual every year. Double yeah. size annual. Oh hell yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, get the get See, the old band back together for an annual story. Yeah, I'm thinking bigger than you guys. I'm thinking issue 108. I would still love that yeah. too. <laughs> well, that's why we do that. That's why the Jackson starts the mania that causes the demand for issue 108. And you I know what? They Cynthia do? Martin comes out of retirement. Well, you might lose me there. <laughs> <laughs> But what they could do is put in the Marvel banner across the top. They could put the Marvel banner back and then in there put Star Wars Legends. I'd be happy with that. And then you know what I'm wondering? What? I haven't heard anybody else clamoring for what we're clamoring for, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. I mean, have you heard anything? Is anybody else saying this stuff? There was a Twitter account today that posted a picture out of nowhere of vader and valance going at it from issue 29 mm-hmm. which i loved and i made sure to favorite it and and kind of send a note to marvel you know tweet at marvel hey you guys marvel you have a chance to make valance canon now why don't you go ahead and do it i would love that as uh yeah. i mean just as a visual thing the marvel car- star wars comics are probably at the hot you know highest visibility that they've been since they were on the newsstand oh hell yeah they they're are. on yeah, fabric they're. and posters somebody- and did you see this thing? Somebody just tagged me uh, that uh, there's there's Marvel Star Wars covers swim, on swim a pair of swimsuits. Yeah, yeah. Swim yeah. Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott put that. Up. Yeah, yeah, they're I, they're I like Target or something. So I might go try. Yeah. I was just like, I would wear those swim shorts. Yeah, I need so, a I mean, new I'm pair of swim shorts. Even... My swim shorts <laughs> are not... white, and that's not a good thing. No, I'm not going to look any less ridiculous in a pair of bathing suit, <laughs> swim trunks. So, well, that's I might as well. That's exactly, yeah. That's my, yeah. The only thing that could make me look more ridiculous if is if I had my Jar Jar Speedo on when I went swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Bomb bad, <laughs> and that is not my show and tell for today. Shitty. Someday that might be my show and tell, but not today. Mm-hmm. Well, what is your show and tell for today? Oh, I brought in a, a, a not real, your Jar Jar Speedo, real cheesy one, and once again, it's one that can can make some noise. Well, actually, it was that. Um, this is my favorite of all the Burger King Happy Meal toys that they ever did, and it's Han Solo and Carbonite, ah. but it's like the Han Solo with a big goofy head. <laughs> so you have this weird, goop, big-headed Han Solo and Carbonite. And, Hydrocephalic Han Solo. And you, yes, yes. <laughs> and you and you open there was it up. An action figure for him too. There was. <laughs> and you open it up, and there is a little Han Solo. You know, the Han Solo in his Cloud City outfit just before he got put into into um, Carbonite. But when you close it up, or if you pull out Han Solo, he's got a uh, little wind-up thing on his back. So that comes through a hole in the back of the carbonite case. So I'm making the clicking noises so you can hear I'm doing it. And you put him in the carbonite case. But you got to line him up real close. You get him in his little carbonite case. And then you wind him up. And then he basically quivers. <laughs> well, he's cold. Exactly. He's frozen. Exactly. I'm like, is this supposed to simulate him thawing out? But... He has hibernation sickness. It, it sounds like or it gives him an epileptic seizure. It sounds like a cat purring that has yeah. like walking pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. It's my favorite. He's even got, you know, it's all distorted and he's even got the carbonite drool coming out of his mouth and out of the corners of his mouth. And the figure inside even has that sort of sweaty greasy greasy look that he got when greasy kid stuff look that he got when he was thawed out but of course he's squashed (laughs) down to dwarf size it's just a great great bizarre well-designed toy i love it i love it i've got like three of them every time i see him at garage sales it's just like there he is quivering han solo (laughs) han solo and carbonite with quivering action (laughs) (laughs) what'd you bring scott Rifle. I 
Scott Rifen brought to the table today. Uh, you remember how I first encountered you, you both, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, in that alley, yes. In that alley? I, well, I would call it less an alley, more of a, a hole of glory. But <laughs> the, uh, Call it whatever you want, man. It quotes. Um, but, you know, the, you guys did the Marvel Star Wars panel. I showed up at the Marvel Star Wars panel. I showed up ready to attack you guys and uh, was incredibly tickled pink that I actually was sitting in a panel of people who actually liked Marvel Star Wars, which, which shocked me. You were like, I don't have um, to kill anybody today. What a great yeah, day. Yeah, I, I, was, I was ready to debate. You know, I was ready to hold on just a moment. And I didn't have to do that because you guys were just nailing it. So, uh, I, but one of the things that happened from there was I said, you know, one thing I've always wanted to do, and this... This whole thing reminded me of this is I've always wanted to go and see if I could get the the Marvel UK Star Wars weekly stuff. Right. And as you know, shortly thereafter I went on a mission and started doing it. And uh, I try to only do it when it's when I find it reasonable uh, cost-wise. And so it's been a while since I've gotten any uh, uh Andy Leyland sent us some not too long ago and uh, that was the first one. I, you know, I found a batch of, I don't know, 50, 60, 60 something right. at about 58 cents each, as you know, because uh, you got most of the duplicates, Scott. Right. And um, so, uh, you know, my collection was going well for a while there, and then all the cheap ones dried up. And then, you know, because I don't want to pay five, six dollars an issue because I did right. some calculating, and there are over 320 total issues amongst all the series. Well, it's five, six dollars an issue, and then usually, and then you come into shipping on top of it, and then a lot yeah. of times they're in Britain. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, recently I came across a lot of Return of the Jedi weeklies that were nice. very affordable. It ultimately wound up being about, with shipping, about five dollars an issue which I didn't mind doing again because it was with shipping from the UK. Right. Uh, so I got Marvel UK Star Wars 20 through 29. They are in gorgeous condition. And at this point, they are actually doing the, uh, the Joe Duffy era books in the front. And then the second feature is they're going back to the old original issues. So we get kind of the beginning of the Aduba 3 story. And then there's an Indiana Jones story. This is Return of the Jedi? This is Return of the Jedi Weekly. I just picked up one of those, and yeah, it had a similar lineup. It's probably somewhere in that run. Uh, it, there is nothing cooler to me than getting a picture, a, a cover of Return of the Jedi Weekly, and the, the only blurb on the cover is, in big letters, Enter Sergi X Arrogantis. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I just love that. So I... Then these things are great. Now, the cool part is, okay, I got 10 issues of this, 20 through 29, and that adds to my collection. It's the biggest haul I've had in a while. And once I got the issues, I left the guy feedback, and I left him wonderful feedback because he packed them well. And again, they're just gorgeous. They're in great shape. And when I left him feedback, he sent me a note and said, you know, I had a, another auction for 10 more of those that didn't sell. Would you like them for the same price? And I, heck yeah. Hell yeah. So they're on the way now, but I bought 20 through 29 and now 30 through 39 are nice. also on their way to me. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm tickled pink that I've, I've been able to knock out this big chunk of that collection. And, uh, you know, one day, one day I look forward to having every bit of it. Well, but, I was going to uh, say, if you, if you run into like something where you, you have to fill in some blanks by buying a bulk amount you know, yeah, get a hold of me because I I would yeah. I need a lot of them so I could probably like yeah, you know pitch in too. for a lot of the double you know and then yeah well that's same with Scott and then eventually yeah, yeah my plan is to not buy individual issues but to buy lots so I do plan on getting a lot of uh, duplicates and so yeah I'll I'll definitely deal you guys in on it no doubt and you guys know that so. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're just great books. And the interesting thing about the return of the Jedi stuff that you may or may not know is they are in color hmm. and they're not in the color that was no. uh, originally used in the Marvel books. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a very, it's a cheaper looking, more scaled back looking color, but it's a, it's a very different coloring. And some of the, by the way, some of the later issues also have the Goodwin Williamson Infantino adaptation of Blade Runner. Oh wow! Yeah, I can't. Yeah, with with recap pages and everything. So my LCS has one, it either has one or two issues of the Return of the Jedi Weekly, but it has a whole box full of them. 
And how I, much, so how I picked, much are they asking for them? I think I think they were like cover price. I think they were like a buck. You know, they came out to like a buck, a buck fifty a piece. This is at your LCS. Yeah, pick them damn things up. I picked up a cup. Yeah. I picked up a copy each of them. But they're, I mean, they're in a box. They've been back there for years. So if if um, I'm pretty sure they're in the run in the between the twenty to twenty nine where Scott was talking about because he was describing them to a T. Of the ones I got, they had an Indiana Jones. One of them has Indiana Jones on the cover of it. Is basically uh, Indiana right. Jones cover. Yeah, I do not have one of those. Oh, okay. I've so got next time I go, photo cover. All right. So next time I go there, I'll just grab a copy for you and Scott. I'd love it. Yeah, I've got a Wicket and R2. I've got uh, Jabba and Leia. Those are all photo covers. Boba Fett. He was tickled pink uh, that I was buying them. You know, they were just sitting in a box in the back, probably for the last twenty years. There's only one. All of mine are Star Wars images on the cover. There are only two that are actually illustrations. One is uh, Luke surrounded by Zeltrons with a huck behind him. <laughs> and it's got the food of love. You've never seen this illustration before, I promise you. And a hujib. He's got Pliff on his shoulder. And then later there's a Christmas issue that has Vader, like in the Return of the Jedi. You know, that famous poster when they that would every kid had it on his wall in return of the jedi era where vader's pointing totally shiny on the death star right it's basically from the 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 opening scene right uh it's got vader like that but he's got santa gloves santa cape and a santa hat on yeah okay i know the one you're talking about mm-hmm. now he's yeah i've present. seen that and then luke and and solo are behind him and solo's got one that says from uncle a present that says from uncle darth and luke's says from dad and uh it's cute and uh, and that and then the rest of them are all photo covers. But uh, yeah, this is just it, this is just marvelous stuff. I, I can't tell you how much I love this stuff. Yeah, it definitely had gone up to closer to a glossy magazine by that time. I noticed mm-hmm. than than just a comic book. So it was it was really nice. There's but there's so are... many of them, man. It's a daunting task. Yeah, there's like there's like about three hundred and twenty. Jeez. Uh, amongst all the series, so, uh, and Bob Wakelin is the guy who did both of those illustrations. By the way, there are a lot of them, but I would love to own them all. Oh sure, yeah. oh yeah, it's a neat quest to have. Again, the biggest problem is you can go on eBay now and find a good number of them. In fact, I'd say it's more common than it was a couple of years ago. Right. But again, the problem is people have suddenly come aware of. Well, you know, somebody actually wants these things. Yeah, I I right. notice they average about like five ninety five a piece, and then when you start yeah. adding, you you know, yeah, then you start shipping, them shipping from England, and it starts them. ending up being tw- yeah from England, it's going to be twenty dollars no matter what you get, and and in America you're still looking like ten dollars an issue, and it's just like that's that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, there there was a guy not too long ago who was in the UK and he was selling for about a buck fifty each. But it was eleven dollars shipping per issue, and you could pick whatever issue you wanted. He had one big lot, but it, you, you know, you sold him an issue at a time. And I sent him a note, said, "Well, you combine shipping. You know, if I buy five or ten of them, will you combine shipping?" He said, "Well, I can't really knock too much off of each issue." Yeah. I thought, "What? It's eleven bucks shipping each? Yeah. No, right? Buck forty nine is a great price, and if I could buy ten of them at a buck forty nine and pay eleven or twelve dollars shipping, perfect." But uh, he didn't seem to be willing to go for that. So weird. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. He's- yeah. He's probably just selling them. I've noticed on e- most people that use eBay don't really think about it too much, and they'll order five things from they'll order five things from me, and before I have a chance to combine all their shipping and cut them a little deal, they've paid for all of them and for the shipping for all of them and everything because they don't even think about it, you know. Yeah, so, I, I cannot in good conscience pay eleven dollars to ship one issue of Star Wars, yeah. which, especially you know, how thin these things are. And then, and then it's an international mailing, so there's just yeah. no way to guarantee that it's going to get to you anyway. So, yeah, yeah. no, thank you. I'll, I and I go garage sailing, so that's if I. It's better that there's more stuff that I can't get and can't afford because it makes it all the sweeter if you find it for fifty cents. Right or you know five dollars for a box full of it somewhere. So, <sighs> absolutely, absolutely. But uh, I love these, and and I guarantee you, when the other ones show up, they will be my next show and tell. Nice. And at show and tell, we have one loser today. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could lose at show and tell. Well, but I, once I, again, I mean, just like that show and tell in in. In sixth grade, Scott Gardner proves it's possible, but this time you're not—they're not taking you away for counseling. 
<laughs> uh, you know, I just uh, I, I don't have anything new to bring. I, I could have scrounged something out of my collection, I'm sure, but uh, no, I, I didn't have anything uh, anything new to bring to the table. But what about that, that... mole that started growing that looks kind of like uh, <laughs> kind of like Yoda? Yeah, that looks more like uh, like well, um, what? The cool part is it looks like Yoda right side up, but upside down it looks like Vader. <laughs> it's a keeper. So. Yeah, that's a keeper. You might want to feed that one. <laughs> Chris Elliott as Marv Albert. Jeez. Oh, if you remember that. If you're lucky, he'll start talking. <laughs> but no, uh, I'll probably, I'm planning to have uh, a good amount of Star Wars swag here pretty soon because, you know, Star Wars weekend's right around the, count, uh, the uh, yes. corner now. And uh, Scott, have you seen the uh, poster for this year? Um, I did, but refresh me on it. It's been a while. If it's the image I'm thinking it is, it's the one with Jedi Mickey standing there, and then behind him you've got a bunch of Star Wars vehicles kind of yes, you know, yes. coming. Yeah, I, I love that image. And, I mean, I I generally really like the posters, but I don't usually get them. That one, uh, that might be the first one I'm, I'm going to have to uh, make the purchase for because I really like that. I think that one's really, really nice. Yeah, it's a neat image, and it's got the Star Tours speeder behind it. If I remember, as one of the vehicles, mm-hmm. and so it's it's really it's kind of all encompassing, which I think is neat. Yeah, I uh, I don't I haven't seen any preview or anything of what the swag is for this year, but I'm really looking forward to it, as as I always do anyway. But uh, I'm hoping that they've got some really good stuff. I'll be honest with you guys, I'm counting on Star Wars weekends to be a real smash for me because I am sick that I can't make it a celebration. Yeah. I know. Um, And it's funny because I missed the first, you know, four of these things. And and when I missed the first four of them, I remember going, gosh, that would be kind of neat to be at. Eh, No big deal. But now that, but once you've been to it. Change your life, huh, man? Especially that panel on Marvel Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, once you, but I mean, really, once you've been to it and you know what it's about and you know, you've seen the people around there and you've got to know some of them, it, it really, you really feel like you need to be there. Right. Well, this and year too. It's I mean, that's it's going to be like ground zero of yeah. Star Wars hype and you know anticipation at that point. Yeah, exactly. Well, I tell you what, I know we're running short on time. I'm gonna I'm gonna yank the rug out from under you guys real quick. Hey, what? We we had some discussion about what to do for the Journal of the Wills. I think it would be neat if we named the top three uh, surprises that will come out of Celebration. If we predict the top three. Hmm. What do you think about that? All right, I like this idea. Just off the top of our heads, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> one of the things I think will happen at Celebration, and maybe I'm totally wrong on this, but you notice how quiet Hasbro's been? Mm. I believe Hasbro mm. will offer an early bird kit for Episode 7 figures at Celebration. Ooh. That is that's I think that is a secret thing that will happen there. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's one of the things I believe will happen. Now, was it Hasbro that that there was the rumors that Disney was chasing them not long ago, wanting to acquire them? Was that Hasbro? Disney had been at one point. Uh, Disney got in a really big fight with them about a year ago too, uh, because Hasbro was secretly negotiating to buy DreamWorks Animation. Right. And Disney kind of went, wait, 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 wait. There's only one room for animation in this family, and it's going to be us. Do you want your licenses or not? Right. And uh, cause, I mean, Disney really apparently got very upset about that. Hmm. Uh, but I, I think there's there's long been a discussion as to whether or not Disney would and could step in. I mean, obviously they can. They've got the money, and they've got they've got so much. Let me just say, as an investor, uh, they've got so much cash laying around. They've had to reluctantly up their dividends. Right. So, <laughs> they've got money. And it's cash, and they don't know what to do with it all, I think. Hmm. I think that's another reason why you're seeing construction on every square inch of the property right now. But that's a different podcast we do. Right. <laughs> but what I think the, that's that's one. What other predictions you got? Um, I think we will find out who is writing the novel. Oh, the, the movie adaptation? Yeah, they haven't said. They have not said at all. Um, and I think, I think they will make an announcement. And I'm going to go a little bolder. I, I'm... I would have said they'll, they'll put the next trailer out early at Celebration, but I think that leaked today in uh, the, several The trailer leaked? 
No, 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 no. The news article, the news story mm. leaked that they were that they were going to unveil the trailer there. Right. But you ready? Mm-hmm. One sheet. Possibly, possibly. That's my third projection. My third prediction is one sheet for the film will be out at celebration, and they'll. And let me say this: I think they will sell the shit out of them. Because <laughs> we don't even so. we don't even know who's doing it. I mean, Drew Struzan is supposedly retired, but you know, could they not lure him like that? You know, John Williams was semi-retired, right? And they went and lured him back into this thing too. Um, we don't know who's doing the one sheet. We don't know who's writing the book. I mean, it's amazing. When you talk about the secrecy around this project, it is amazing to me how much they really have been able to keep a lid on some things. I mean, there's some spoiler sites that have got a lot of details on plot, but really some of the just the technical issues, some of the, again, who's doing the poster? Who's doing the sound? Well, no, who's doing the soundtrack? Who's releasing the soundtrack? When is the soundtrack going to be released? Right. Um, there's a lot of stuff that they're really keeping a lid on. I hope if they, I hope if the soundtrack comes out before the movie that they uh, release it without the title of the songs this time. <laughs> That'd be a good move, right. I at think. Least, at least the songs are more vaguely titled. Yes. I, yeah, you know, music. I gotta disagree with you though, because it, you know, if I saw a track entitled "Jar Jar's Noble End," I think I'd get pretty damn excited about this movie. Awesome. Yeah, but what if you see one that says "Han Solo crushed under a rock"? Eh. Just, just his ankle. <laughs> Well, he's well. There probably will be Solo's noble end, right? Right. On this cut, because that, that's that's the big word too. Spoiler alert. What? That's what his proctologist uh, calls him. <laughs> his noble end. Solo's noble. <laughs> Are you serious? That's that's actually a thing. Yeah, that's a big. That's a very serious thing. Yeah. Oh wow. Hmm. Spoiler alert. Interesting. Yeah. I I took that. As a, when I heard that rumor, I was like, I took that as a given of how they got Harrison Ford to do it in the first place. I think he's been wanting yeah. that, and that will also mean the end of all questions for him after that point, and he'll never have to hear about it again. And he made a lot of money doing it. Yeah, yeah. Right. at the same time, which he spent on his ankle, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I've got three rock-solid ones. Okay. All right, the first one is... Uh, they're, they're, you're going to be able to buy these hacked glasses, much like 3D glasses, but they will cancel out any lens flare, and those will be those will start <laughs> being preemptively available. I think um, they will unveil Carrie Fisher's CGI body, a la Jeff Bridges in Tron Legacy, because <laughs> okay. I think that's the only way they're going to do that. And three, I think George Lucas is going to be there. And have some big announcement, and uh, it's going to turn I'm into a, it it's going to turn into a hostage situation. I'm just warning everybody. <laughs> might be the pl- time. I'm buying it, it back. Is that what you said? <laughs> I'm buying it back. Might be a falling down sort of situation, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so those those are my three predictions. You can you can you can put money on them. Not my okay. money, but no, but you can put money on them. <laughs> All right, Scott. Uh I don't know so much predictions as as wishes, but um, let me think. You know, I was gonna say I was gonna go for the easy one and say you know the the trailer will debut, but uh, you know if you're saying that that's already been leaked out there, then that's not much of a stretch. No, they're saying that today. There's a lot of articles out there saying that very thing today. Uh, what are, what are people saying about? Are they still talking about the release date being moved up? Because I could see that actually happening. No, I don't see there's any way in hell they would do that. You I really think so. No, I really don't. I mean, this is this is there are so many different phases to this as far as getting merchandise in the pipeline well, and having everything true. hit the stores at the right point. If I, they, there's if no they, way. If they've got if 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 they move it up, that will be that will be an Avengers Guardians of the Galaxy um, style ballsy move of confidence that would that the move the movie better be stellar if they move it up because otherwise you have to set till december to fit you know to to keep working on special effects and you know and and hopefully like trimming it down a little bit and smoothing it out or whatever and you would think they would want if they already have that that they would want to keep it (laughs) you know yeah uh, it's but it's once again it's not going to be one of those movies either that's going to have test screenings to where they might want to re-edit it or i'm sure there's not going to be any test screenings i think what they'll probably be a 
they'll do the Kevin Smith screening where they bring him in and show it to him and he's so happy that he's been there that he spooges all over about it on the web the next day and yeah. gets some advice. Absolutely. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to I'm I'll just start making other predictions. <laughs> <laughs> um I would like to see them officially announce something to do with uh, with Hollywood Studios as far as uh, Star Wars goes, because yeah. you know that's the big speculation, and that's what everybody thinks is going in there, and that's what everybody seems to want to go in there. So I would like to see some sort of confirmation one way or the other. Just even if it's just a taste, you know, even if it's just a, a confirmation that yes, you know, th- this thing is coming. Maybe more, maybe less, but you know this this thing is definitely coming. But you know, so far they've really been pretty tight-lipped about it. So I'd like to see that. And then um, last prediction, I think we'll probably end up hearing something about another one of the ancillary movies. I know they already announced the the thing about um, what was it, Rogue One? Yeah. Yep. But I think we'll probably end up hearing something more official about another one of the ancillary movies and. Maybe even a maybe even a full list, you know, as far as what and when, you know, similar yeah. to when uh, when they came out with the announcement of all the Marvel movies not long ago, you know that you know the the internet broke in half. People went nuts with that list of, you know, this whole spate of Marvel movies that were going to be coming out for the next several years, and you know how excited people were. I could see something like that breaking to where, I, you know, we get a, a list, and it may just say, you know, episode eight and nine, you know, untitled or whatever, but, you know, the the full list that they have, at least so far, of exactly what uh, spinoffs they intend to do and generally when. So I, yeah. I get the feeling that, that, that young Han Solo and Boba Fett movie are not too far off in us hearing more right. about them, like possibly a title or, you know, putting together... Mo- I know they're attaching people to both of those every once in a while and, and then taking oh, yeah. them off and putting them on and stuff, but I could see those getting nailed down in the near future. Well, I want to hear something definitive about the Boba Fett movie, because, you know, there's so many rumors swirling, you know, that, that Joe Johnston has wanted for years to direct that movie. I heard not long ago that they were romancing um, uh, Magneto there. What the hell is his name? From, you know, from X Men First Class and X Men Days of Future Past. Oh, uh, I can't think of the actor's yeah, name. But now I'm drawing a blank you, on it. He's one of my yeah, but you know who I'm talking about these days. Yeah, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. They're, that they're romancing him to to come and play. But you know, and I have no idea if any of that is true. But you know, I'd like to hear about you because know, I think you know maybe this is me projecting, but off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure that the Boba Fett movie is the one that is most desired. That's I don't think the it's the guy who played Django Fett in the prequels. You're talking Michael Fassbender, by the way. Fassbender, Fassbender that's it. Yes. Thank you. I don't know how I forgot his name, because you know, yeah. I, I always laugh at that name, because it always reminds me of uh, the doctor from the, the Pink Panther movie. His name was Fassbender. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, I, I'd like to see that. Uh, but yeah, to your point about uh, uh, Django Fett, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I could live with that if they wanted to get... Um, He's a Damn, clone of him, actor's, anyway. I just had that actor's name in my head, and it just went right back. The Australian out, guy, right? Yeah, but he, yeah, no. he's hmm? New Zealander. New Zealand, okay. Australian. What's the difference? They don't care. <laughs> They're within stone throwing distance of each other. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I you know, You're if they Tamura Morrison, by the way. Say what? Tamura Morrison. Yes. That's his name. Yeah. Why? Why was I think it was like. Uh, you know, I was thinking D. Bradley Baker. Why was I thinking? Is he the one that does their the voices? Yeah, okay, he does, does the their clone. voices on the Clone yeah. War. Okay, uh, yeah, okay. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little skinny to be in there. <laughs> but yeah, I would totally be down with that. You can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all. Tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf. And you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode. With your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy. And there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. 
If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. How are we looking on time, gentlemen? I have to walk out the door any second. All right. Do we want to go ahead and wrap it up there? I think it's a good. I think it's a good episode. Yeah. Okay. That if works we do for it me. there, and yeah. we never said that anything works. about coloring books in the whole thing. <laughs> we did not. We, we did should not turn it into a, co- a, a running gag at this point. Next episode, coloring, <laughs> coloring <laughs> books. <laughs> and then we really mean it. It'll be a big deal when we actually do coloring books. Yeah. <laughs>